Alright guys, welcome to Big Screen, Little Screen. We're going to review, rank, reconsider some big screen fan favorites for your little ple screen pleasure. Alright, I am your host, Johnny, <laughs> aka Black Kool-Aid, and I'm here with my co-host, first, Andrew. How's your day going, buddy? Well, it's going pretty freaking great, man. I'm here, I'm going to drink some juju juice to kind of help me remember this movie, and we're going to talk about the best comic book movie adaptation ever. <laughs> and also, I have to my bottom left, Kyle. How's it going, buddy? Doing, doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? How about yourself? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I'm still a little jittery because I'm nervous, but other than that, I'm good. It's all good, man. It's all good. All right. And to my bottom right, Matt with a luxurious beard. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? It's going well, man. Don't be fucking nervous. Why does you, why do you sound like Dudu Kaku right now, man? Oh, me? Yeah. Is that the main character of this movie, Dudu Kaku? <laughs> Dudu Kaku? <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to your sound. But like, I don't know where you just kind of like dipped out and it sounded weird. Maybe it's just on my end. How does it sound? No, it sounds fine now. You, you're all good. Buddy. <laughs> all right. All right, so tonight, uh, tonight's franchise for the next three weeks will be the Dark Knight trilogy. And first off, for the first week, we're starting with Batman Begins. Um, Christopher Nolan directed this movie, and it was made in 2005. And oh my god, really? Yes, yeah. it's, it's that long. Um, it's been 15 years? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm saying it like that. It scares me. <laughs> 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 exactly it's like it's it's been a while and for how much time is, is passed it still looks good it's oh yeah definitely uh, holds up for oh, you know being that old oh yeah um this movie was made on a 150 million budget and so far it has grossed 373.4 million dollars so they they made some money back for sure. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, anytime you put out a movie with the name, you know, Batman, I'm assuming they're going to make their money back. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, for your pleasure, I would be listing all the actresses and actresses that were in this movie. First off, Christian, all of them? All of them. <laughs> um, first, the it's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's not really that many. Um, first, Christian Bale, of course, Michael Caine. Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes. Oh my God, Jen. <laughs> yeah, by his real name. <laughs> uh, uh, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Cecilian Murphy, Tom uh, Wilkinson, Ruger Hauer. I can't pronounce his damn names. I I'm so uh, so sorry. It was a Ken Watabian and Morgan Freeman. I love God. The only Lucius that matters. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to list off some uh, some facts about this movie. Um, I actually found a list of 25, but just you know, for sake of time, I'm just going to do like possibly 10, maybe 15. Uh, so first off, while shooting on the streets of Chicago, which this movie is actually um, filmed on in certain parts, um, a person accidentally crashed into the Batmobile. The driver was <laughs> was apparently drunk. And said he hit the car in a state of panic, leading the Batman's vehicle to be invading alien spacecraft. 
I would believe it. I think it's scary as hell. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Matt's like, oh my god, Batman. I'm like, I'm so freaking sorry. <laughs> oh, Brandon, dude, like Batman, and, and then, dude, I totally hit him with my and car. And the Christian Bale outburst. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's one, the one thing I re really noticed about uh, Christian Bale in this movie is the fact that his lip is like really over his mouth. So like, you oh, it's weird looking. It's you like, can't forget the main. You can't forget the main star of this movie either. I wart. Oh, I wart. <laughs> right there, it's like right here. It's just popping out the whole time. Oh god, it's like what? Mm -mm. Okay, all right. Uh, did, you, did you mention Michael Caine by any chance? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. That was the second name that I put up. Uh, okay, number two. Christian Bale's active dislike of his uncomfortable Batman outfit helped his performance at the Dark Knight. As he was perpetually in a foul mood when wearing it. Uh, I could see it. I mean, <laughs> um, number three, Christian Bale revealed in interviews in 2009 that in his first ever scene with Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman, one involving Bale waking up in the bed to find them waiting there, he fell asleep after getting ready for the scene. Bale described waking up to find Michael Caine poking him in the ribs, saying, Look at that! He's bloody falling asleep! <laughs> Are we Alfred, sure he wasn't I'm poking? <laughs> Alfred, why? Oh God! Why, why are you both poking me with your peepees? <laughs> Don't forget your peepee -pee out of me. I told you, I'm not a boy anymore. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Okay, okay, okay. Uh, number four. <laughs> Although Christian Bale performed many of his own stunts, he wasn't allowed anywhere near the Batmobile. <laughs> I'd be pissed. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to fit in that? Like, you... <laughs> what the fuck, man? This is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, number five. When Christian Bale and Liam Neeson were fighting on the frozen lake, they could hear the ice cracking beneath their feet. The next day, the lake was completely melted. Oh my god! I mean, that's so, like, while I was watching that the other night, I was like, I would never want to film on this lake. That's horrible. No, that's I didn't know that was a real lake they did it on. That's pretty ballsy of them. No yeah. shit. Like you can hear it. You can hear the cracks. Like when they were doing that that scene, it's like he just constantly. Like, falls Quite off. God, my footing doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. Uh, all right, I'm gonna keep going. Number six, director Christopher Nolan is reported to have have been so fascinated with Cecilian Murphy's bright blue eyes that he kept trying Same. to find reasons slash ways to have Crane remove his glasses. I I feel the same way. Like, I was mesmerized. The entire <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. Oh. I don't know, is it just me, or does he look like the lead singer of the All-American Rejects? I think that. <laughs> oh yeah, like if you look at the uh, thing, move is it like move along video or something? He looks yeah. just like him, and that's what I see every time I watch the movie. Man. Uh, uh, so cold right. in here. You okay? You good? Yeah, I was just cold. Oh, <laughs> I'd rather be cold than freaking like I'm hot as fuck right now. Uh, uh, I'm glistening, man. Look at this. Oh, uh. yeah, you got like literally lights gleaming on your face. <laughs> you look great. You feel like a movie star. Exactly, you are a movie star. Thank you. <laughs> Just Number... as a side note, Kyle's dad said it's good to see the boys are back together. Yay! Don't worry, dad. I'm staying well hydrated. 
<laughs> Warriors. Stay two right. feet away. <laughs> COVID. All right. It's six feet. I meant to say two meters. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Number seven. Before the shooting began, Christopher Nolan invited the whole film crew to a private screen at a Blade Runner, the 1982 version. After the film, he said to the whole crew, this is how you're going to make Batman. <laughs> Did he put the finger in his face too? This is how you fucking do it. <laughs> Don't ever do it any different. <laughs> exactly. Good lord. Oh no. And then they did it different. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's nothing like Blade Runner. <laughs> I think they fucked that up pretty good. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number eight, the film inspired James Bond producer Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli to reboot the James Bond franchise and reinvent the character of British secret agent James Bond and making him much darker and more realistic with Casino Royale. That I didn't know about. That's interesting. Hmm. I didn't know I that either. I think, I think the only like newer James Bond movie I saw was Spectrum. Was that what it's called? Spectre or Spectre on the Spectre? Yeah. I think Spectre. Yeah, I remember. Did we see it, Andrew, me, you, and Nate? No, I haven't seen any of those crappy movies. Oh, because I went with Nate and somebody else, and dude, it was just, it was terrible. Moving on. We're talking about Batman. I'm not getting into fucking 007. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll fuck with that. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll fuck with that later. Um, Number nine. Since Alfred's sense of duty and loyalty towards Bruce Wayne reminded him of the camaraderie that exists in the military... Sir Michael Caine based his character's voice on that of a colonel he knew he, when he was in the army as an eighteen-year-old. That's cool. Actually, pretty cool. That is freaking yeah. awesome. Super cool. All right. I mean, he could afford that. Kind of just sound like he sounded like a British butler, but I mean, <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> they, they did that for the role. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's like you can't really mess up that voice with that type of character. So yeah. Um, number three, the car on, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my god, we have Alfred here. It's like, alright, cool. <laughs> Alfred's here right now. I would never have thought he's supposed to be at home cleaning my bat chalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord. Um, okay, number 10. Christian Bale lost his voice three times during filming after altering his voice while playing Batman. That, oh. I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, it was I was so going to say something about it too because like he probably did it so many different ways because I feel like in the first one he doesn't like know what voice he wants to go with. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what's kind of cool about this though. It's like it's the like, he's evolving throughout the movie. Like he literally has like four or five different styles that he does throughout the entire film until so the end. He just sounds like he's in a death metal band. He's straight up like. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then, like, in some parts of the movie, he's just like, Rachel, you really should find a way out of here. Out of here, man. <laughs> Are you Bruce? Because you sound just like Bruce. <laughs> I did I did notice that when they're, when he's, like, blazing past all the cops on the highway and all that shit, mm. it's like, his voice changes, like, at least two different... There's at least two different tones in his yeah. voice while he's driving, and one 100%. of them is like, one is like black metal, and yeah. the other one is like just him like, hold on, we're <laughs> almost there. There's a really funny video that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit in here that it's just like he, he looks up at Rachel and he goes, huh, 
Huh? And he has like a high pitched girl scream while they're flying through that waterfall when he takes her back to like heal her. It's so funny. So, so the, the way he, he like said it when they were like, Rachel! Oh, God. All right. Number 11. Uh, during, due his, to his part in The Machinist, Christian Bale was vastly underweight. About 120 pounds on a six foot plus frame, which I, I say have no idea about. I am short. unbelievably, I'm unbelievably in, impressed by his fucking commitment to weight loss and weight gains for movie because he does it amazingly. God. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, when he was like, it was there was only a, a year. Sorry, Johnny. There was only like a year difference between the Machinist and this, right? I think the Machinist was 2004. Yeah. And, yeah. So like, he went from that. Skinny, tiny skeleton to buff Batman in a year. That's mm -hmm. fucking, that's insane. I know, it's, it's well, crazy I mean, as hell. When you're making the money he's making, and this is literally his job to do so, like, I mean, I think that would motivate me pretty good, too. Oh, yeah, to definitely. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you like, know, like, that's that's still, like, he's still a person, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. It, it's very <laughs> impressive, and I would do anything <laughs> to be him. Yeah, yeah so, like, I mean, like, you guys are both, like, weightlifters and fighters and shit. Like, what does that take? to hit that yeah, kind to, of to weight. Oh you have God. to really not eat, like, his diet for the machinist was, I think he said he ate a can of tuna and an apple a day for yeah. months. Like, that's yeah. just, like, your he's, like, next to dead. Like, when you when you look like that, like, when you see fighters and stuff, like, they're sickly the way they're looking, and they look like, they look ripped and shitty, like, oh, man, I, like, I want to look like that, too, but they're actually really sickly, and he took it just beyond that, too. It's just, like, yeah. you look dead. <laughs> right. Right, and that's that's kind of the same in the same vein as like bodybuilders and stuff like that too. Like everyone's like, oh, I want to look like Arnold all year round with the golden age of bodybuilding. But it's like people don't realize that he was on like he was very sickly and like every bodybuilder. Like when you're that low, you're depleting your body of nutrients. Yeah. Like what Kyle was saying, like that's not how you should be all year round, <laughs> you know. And it's that's what's such a, it's such a testament to how much of a great character actor and method actor that Christian Bale is that he's able to just jump back and forth so quickly. Because didn't he gain a shit ton of weight just recently when he did that movie um, where he played Dick Cheney? Wasn't he fat in that? Yeah, and yeah. what was that other movie yeah. he did with uh, Jennifer Lawrence? That he was, she was in that too. What is that? I forgot. It was some like gangster movie, but he got real fat for that too. Yeah. I know there was one other one too because the uh, Machinist wasn't the first movie he got skinny in too. It was a movie that he was in with Mark Wahlberg that he got extremely skinny again. I remember that. Oh, was, oh the fighter. Yeah, he got mm. extremely skinny. Like holy yeah. shit. He had to play. He had to play a heroin addict, I think, or like yeah. a crackhead. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. A I think it was. Yeah, Jonathan in the chat says Public Enemies. I think he's right. Mm. Yeah, that's the one. I just found it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. Okay. So when he was under consideration for the part. After being cast, he was told to become as big as you can be by Christopher Nolan. Uh, Bale went underwent a six-month dietary and exercise regimen and ended up weighing about 220 pounds, about 40 oh pounds above his normal weight. It was decided that Bale had to become had become too large. Friends of his, of his on his film crew dubbed him Fat Man, and he quickly <laughs> shed 20 pounds to have leaner, more muscular frame. Bale described the experience as an unbearable physical ordeal. Yeah, I'm sure. Like from what he had to go from to, that had to been torture. Yeah. Absolute it, torture. It's crazy because like his this this Batman and this universe, like his physique is like reminiscent to me of like Terry McGinnis and Batman Beyond. 
Yeah, you, know, like, you don't usually see a smaller, skinnier Batman, but it worked really well for this live action universe. Which then, you know, fast forward to the next, you know, live action version of Batman, we have Ben Affleck who's like in doing like strongman lifts and power lifting. He's like benching and squatting and deadlifting. He's like just this like two hundred and seventy pound monster. <laughs> and then also, he has the physical capability of being that big. The dude's like, oh yeah, like, I know. Like, <laughs> um, all right. Um, do like just three more. Um, number 12, an unforeseen problem with the ninja training academy was that Liam Neeson towered over the rest of them. This was simply <laughs> solved by putting most of the ninjas on wooden blocks. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. They, uh, it's they're all on like, um, they're called apple boxes, so yeah. they use wooden boxes that are like that give you a boost of like four to six inches. Jesus, that's. Christ. And, like, you think about, like, when I think about it now, like, the cuts, every time they, like, move and, like, make a different formation, mm -hmm. there's, like, a hard cut between the movements. <laughs> so, like, it's definitely, like, them just kind of, like, shifting their weight a little bit around. But they're standing on this box that's, like, maybe a foot and a half by, like, a foot. Like, those dudes were super in sync. Yeah. those movements that's that's what they had to do with tom hardy and rises also because like he's, yeah. he's a 10 dude and they had to make him like a 6-3 bane so like it's just all camera tricks you know yeah i love that shit i fucking love that hey no future spoilers oh yeah okay yeah yeah you came out eight years ago if you haven't fucking seen it by now <laughs> this one saying no future spoilers for this franchise that we're reviewing let's just talk about begins okay sorry. yeah but yeah i'm just sorry um, so, so I'm just going to let you guys know, or well, let you viewers know that this movie is specific. We are going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie as of right now, yeah. tune out. Two of these for you. Yeah. You have 15 years. That's all I'm okay, I know, I know, but there's still people that hasn't seen it yet. And just like fair warning you, spoilers from here on out. Just like you got respect. Respect. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie yet, I will personally buy it. <laughs> I will Don't buy a copy. Yeah, Batman dies. Snake <laughs> oh, right. kills Dumbledore. Oh, God, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Every movie, Dumbledore dies. <laughs> All right, number 13. Contrary to the previous Batman films, in which the Batcave was realized as a combination of a light set and ma uh, mache paintings, no visual effects were used in this film to show the Batcave. The entire Batcave is, is instead a massive full-scale set. That's crazy. Jeez. I like how they did like Like how they did, uh, sorry to put it in another movie, but how they did like episode seven, like at the end, fighting with Kylo Ren and Ray, like that's a whole set. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. yeah. I like when they do shit like that. I, know yeah, with, I mean, that's how they did a lot of the, like, the Chicago-based <laughs> scenes. There's a, a decent portion of these that are done as like um like scaled models. Like the like the Tumblr Batmobile is like a one tenth size scale, just like an RC car. Like just the ability to do that and make it look full size, I love it. Yeah, take it back to those Star Wars days, man. That's what they used to do with the Falcons yeah. and shit like that. That's what makes these movies feel so good to me. I, I love know. this stuff where you can take a model that's this big and make it feel like it's, you know, 20. Larger than life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. Large I love in it. Charge. <laughs> when, uh, when we were watching this movie 
And you know how like he goes down to the Batcave for the first time and they're like realizing they can use this as their secret hideout. I was like, could you imagine if you just had this house your entire life and then just one day went exploring and found this giant cavern <laughs> underneath your house? Like, what would you do? Uh, I <laughs> Say, this was under me the whole fucking time? Seriously. <laughs> like, you just now found this after living here forever? <laughs> Take uh, the whole man and push it three feet this way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, one more, uh, one more fact, and um, this actually might tickle Kyle's fancy, because I know oh. how big a, a fan he is. Tickle so, me. So, tickle when him, the. Tickle so, him real good. Alright. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when the prisoners are all <laughs> Alright, so when the prisoners are all released from Arkham, briefly visible is Mr. Z uh, how do you say Zaz? Zaz. Zaz. A serial killer from the comics with tally marks scarred on the skin, representing each of his victims. Um, Mr. Zaz also appears in the courtroom in the beginning of the film yeah. where he is transferred to Arkham Asylum by Dr. Crane. Yeah, because Doctor Doctor Crane, that he's because Zaz is working for Falcone, and yeah. Zaz got caught, and so Falcone has a deal with Crane and everything to get him into Arkham Asylum instead of doing jail time, so they can you know treat him if he's mentally ill. It's so cool. I love those little tiny like little Easter eggs in these movies that like kind of set up and build a universe. And I'm going to talk about that a lot more when we get into our own individual reviews for this movie. But Kyle, what were you going to say? No, I was saying he's in the, he's in the movie like for a second, like he's the, the person that holds Rachel up at the end when she has that kid. That's Zaz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I oh remember. yeah, I remember that. Um, all right, so done with facts, and I'm just gonna shoot out um, kind of like a breakdown of like the the plot of the movie. Um, yeah. That's why I, I'm just gonna. That's why I'm saying spoilers because it might have like a little hints here and there, but I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah. All right. Bruce Wayne is still traumatized from the day they, uh, the day he fell into the earth and was surrounded by bats, or that night his parents were murdered. Oh, God. There's so many bats. <laughs> Alfred, help. I'm surrounded by bats, Alfred. I can't swim. Just be prepared to be cut off by their oh, horrible God. Batman impressions. So you're uh, just <laughs> be ready for they it. They are spot on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but when, when he arrives at the headquarters of the League of Shadows, he must conquer his fears and start his training. However, he learns that some things are not right for him in the League and he flees. Having learned skillful combat and he saves his mentor's life. When he returns to Gotham, he learns that the Scarecrow is planning to dump a dangerous drug into the water supply to spread fear and panic throughout the population, only to learn that his plan is being maneuvered by someone much more familiar. Gotham might tear itself apart. Wayne must finally find a hidden identity and gain new power to save a city as Batman. Yeah. All right. Mm. All right. So, I'm going down the list and see basically what you guys think and just... Shoot the shit about the movie. Andrew, you go first. I love this movie so much. It is my favorite comic book movie. It is my favorite Batman movie. It does so much more than just introduce you to Batman. It introduces you to a whole brand new world, a whole new universe that we desperately needed after the crap we got 
with George Clooney and Schumacher and everything. Those movies are so bad. Hey, everybody, it's the Ice Age, please. <laughs> you don't like bad movies? Uh, <laughs> hold on, where's my bat card? I can't leave the house without, or the, the freaking bat cable. He doesn't like, have that. He just has George Clooney's voice. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have, like, yeah, exactly. They don't even try to make him hide his identity. Everyone knows in that franchise, in that universe, that he is Bruce Wayne. You know, I like how he does keep this a secret that, you know, not a lot of people in this know, you know, he he never even comes out and tells, like, Lucius that he is Batman. Like, he just kind of is like, I'm going base jumping. And he's just like, okay, okay, you know, but, like, okay. yeah, right, it's okay. It's whatever. And then, of course, he's like, Alfred, help, I'm on top of a mountain. I need help. He's not on a mountain, but he's on a building. <laughs> and was like, she goes, how did Alfred know where he was? And I was like, GPS? Yeah, like, <laughs> Batman has some GPS. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking but, Batman. <laughs> uh, like I was saying earlier, I, I love that there's, you know, like, this movie has multiple villains, but it doesn't feel like it's overcrowded. Like, you have Scarecrow, you have Falcone, you have Victor Zaz. Um, you know, and obviously the main villain of the whole thing is Raza Ghoul. And great. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my gripe with this movie is that they say Raz instead of Rage. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so wait, wait, wait. So how how do you actually pronounce it then? It's actually Rage Al Ghoul. That's how they're supposed to say it. They pronounce it Raz. Okay. Sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. <laughs> it's Raz. It's Raz. Rage. <laughs> Rish Al Ghul, you know, is the main villain of this. But like I said, they don't make it feel overcrowded with all these other characters because they all have something to do. They all intertwine together and they help push the story forward and not just, you know, backpedal on top of each other and just get in each other's way. And it works really, really well. And like I said, it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's such a cool. And we'll get way more into that with the second one. But. I... Oh, no. No, keep going. Keep oh, going. Keep going, Andrew. Keep going. Oh, no, what? Like you're Dorian, Elaine, you're cutting out a little bit. Okay. Um, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, keep, go. Please keep better. going, Andrew. You're good. Don't, just you. You keep going. Oh, just okay. Keep scooting. Scoot, scoot. So anyway, like I said, I'll get more into it. You know, expanding the universe in the second movie. But one of my favorite parts of this is at the very end. Uh, when he's talking with Lieutenant Gordon because he hasn't become the commissioner yet, which I think is so cool. They don't just start him off as Commissioner Gordon. He works his way up throughout these movies, just like Batman. You know, it's like they're climbing together, becoming the Dark Knight, becoming the commissioner. It's so cool. But my favorite part is when Lieutenant Gordon's looking at him. He's like, you know, this is going to cause copycats to appear and stuff like that. People are going to want to try to do what Raish Al Ghul couldn't do. And he hates Joker card. And I'm just like... Dude, when I saw that part in theaters, I was like that too. I was like, oh, here's little Dude. fucking 11-year-old me. Here's yeah, <laughs> I know. I know, and I, I have goosebumps right now. Like, it's so cool. It's such a great moment. But, like, just watching the rise of Batman, like, watching him go from looking like my brother when <laughs> my brother was in college when he was trying to go and kill, you know, the guy that killed his parents. Yes, Jonathan, I'm sorry. I think he looks like you when you were in your college days. I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> he's doing it back at you, but he's like, oh, fuck, you can't see me. <laughs> Papa, Papa, 
up a baby boys had a little too many juju juice but um no i think it's just really cool watching him grow into the character and you know still not really become the dark knight toward at the end of this movie like he still has a long way to go and i think this literally is just the perfect launching point and like perfect origin story perfect world building movie for comic book fans and even people who don't like comic book fans because it's so it's it's grounded it's realistic it's not like this like this could really happen like these things like Rachel Ghoul's plans of doing what he did could actually happen we're kind of living in it right now with this pandemic going on i mean fuck Rachel Ghoul could have started covid-19 Batman was in that one video, remember? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, these things can happen, but I don't know. And, and props to the League of Shadows, too. Like, that's such a cool thing. Like, I love the secrecy behind it and how they've been behind so many things. Like, when civilizations, you know, get too big for their own good and too, like, just out of control... You, you know, they, they were like, we're the ones that put the rats on the boats for the bubonic plague, and we burned London to the ground. Like, when um, Qui-Gon Jinn's telling, you know, uh, <laughs> the machinist that, I'm just like, bro, like, that's so cool. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. This movie's great. I love it so much, and I'm really, I can't wait to be disappointed next week. I'm done. <laughs> Does right. that make Batman Obi-Wan? <laughs> mm. Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> You are the chosen one, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you are my brother. God. Oh God. All right, Matt, you're up next, man. All right. Um, I, as far as the entire Dark Knight franchise goes, I, from a background of motion graphics and 3D animation and and compositing and I watch movies for that sort of thing right mm -hmm. it's something that I pay attention to and there's the very specific scene where Batman brays the toxin back into Crane's face that face that Batman's that he has that like weird demon melty face I fucking love it and it stands out to me, that entire movie, across all of them. That, that stuff, and the, just the toxin, it lends itself to such a... Th there's like a an effect that's called chromatic aberration, where it kind of separates the, like, color values, and it warps it, and, like, it super lends itself to something that, like, a mist form of toxin lends itself to. And I think that's why this is probably my favorite out of the trilogy. I just, I love the toxin. I love the effects that you get from it. And then they continue to play on the, um, I don't know, I guess the, the realistic way they shoot things for this one. It's the, um, the tumbler, sh the chase when they're going down the highway. And he turns off all his lights, and he just fades back behind all the squad cars. I love that shit. <laughs> as far as editing and graphics and just compositing all of that, I love that. It There's something about it that just, like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, I love that shit. And I think this, this one definitely does that for me, where 
it's this movie hits very it's very crisp and clean while at the same time hitting very dark and gritty elements and i think it's mostly to play on like the scarecrow's toxin right you know and that they they're like oh no they got this super weapon that got taken off a uh like a ship like how do they even know who knew that who knew that was coming like <laughs> you know and then how did it get to the city there's no there's no time frame of how it got from a boat to gotham and then onto a train and then the train is moving and all the gas mains are blowing like all the water mains are blowing up like part of that is like oh that could be a plot hole but for me i love that shit like i love i look at all these batman movies as very graphically pre pleasing to me and i think this this one definitely stands out and i I, I genuinely appreciate all of the effects when you mentioned that all of the League of Shadows are standing on, like, Apple Box risers, right? No! Yeah. Oh, we lost Andrew. Oh, no. He was frozen for a minute, and then... I know, I saw, yeah. I know I saw anything. You know, I thought he'd come back, but... There he is. Oh, no. Okay. okay cool. Hey, did, buddy. Did it, reset? did it reset in? Okay, good. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, good. We're good. good. All right. All right. All right. See you. Um... I I heard everything you said, though. I agree completely with everything you said. I was trying to talk a little bit uh, when you were talking about when they were filming the Tumblr scene, and he's like going on the highway, being chased by the cops, and he just goes into stealth mode. And he turns off all the lights, and he just goes, he's like backs up behind them, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, sorry." I'm like, "Cause he's fucking Batman. <laughs> he can do that. Like, it's I don't so feel like he can do that shit with the Tumblr. Like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I know. And then when he's I jumping from the rooftops, it's like." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Again, like, I I love every part of that. Like I love just the action feel of it. You know, it's I think this one does it well where they were like trying to figure it out almost. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. how is how is the Nolan Batman going to function? Yeah. You know, it and it, it works for me. I I like the dark, very heavily contrasted feel. Um Oh, and it, the the like the whole League of Shadows thing when he's like trying to find uh, Raz Al Ghul. Triggered. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's trying to find him in the like the form the formation of other League of Shadow members, and it's all shifting and changing. I love how that was shot, and I I think it did a really good job of conveying just. I guess like foreshadowing like what's coming like y you you think you you know what you're seeing but everything is shifting and changing around you at all points in time yeah. and i think that comes later on when he's at his birthday party and um raz al ghul <laughs> every time you say it i'm gonna do a fucking trigger thing i mean there's gonna be a camera shake and <laughs> <laughs> he shows up at Batman's party, right? You know, it's... Or Bruce Wayne's party, because Batman doesn't have a birthday. It's Bruce Wayne. It's... You know, he shows up there. It's all... It's like doing smoke and mirrors within smoke and mirrors. The smoke and mirrors of the editing and the process of the real-world filming of the movie, and then deeper inside of that, just the, tr the like, 
tricks or what tricks I guess is kind of a shitty thing to call it but like just the like shift change yeah you know I love I love the entire dynamic shift of this movie and Mm -hmm. it's out of this one always stands out I mean the next one stands out for different reasons and I'll we'll talk about when we get to that but this one as far as like the introduction as far as editing and graphics and compositing and every all the effects i love it i I, yeah i love the entire toxin feel it the whole thing feels like toxin you know i i love it yeah (laughs) all right next up cal all right so I gotta agree with you, Matt, that I like the way that this one has a certain feel to it and everything, you know, and like it and I had to agree with Andrew too that it is a good origin story and whatnot, but you guys are gonna hate me for this, but it is my least favorite out of the trilogy. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. <laughs> but like no, but hold on, but, hold on, hold on. How do you think that I'm not I'm getting hold there? On, hold on. Oh, this way, not going to kill you. <laughs> How do you think that came out? Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. We're talking no about spoilers. this week, right? We're talking right. about the games this week, right? We'll get there. We'll rank I, them all later, later on. Yeah. And so, just by saying that I think it's not the best one in the trilogy, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, because this is an amazing movie. This is an yeah, amazing movie by all means, okay? I'm just saying that, like, it was really good, and it's like, there was Batman Begins, and that's all you had at the time, right? And then Christopher Nolan, I think at the time, was like, how can I make this better? And I think he did with the next two. So, I mean, you guys are going to hate me. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, we're all, we'll see. Because we'll, we're all, gonna, we're, all four of us will collectively vote each week. So, obviously, Batman Begins is number one right now at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. It can change next week. And it's going to change on the third week. We'll do a collective vote, obviously, to see which one ranks as the best. So, we'll see what happens. But, uh. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, like I said, too, it, this movie did such a great job of launching us into that next, you know, thing, which is The Dark Knight. But again, that's for next week. Um, real quick, though, not to cut you off, were you done, Kyle? No, I, I wasn't really, but it's okay. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, I do like what they did in the movie. Like, they did switch a lot of stuff. Like, the League of Shadows was, you know, League of Assassins in the comic books and stuff like that. And, like, you know, saying Raish and Raz. Like, other things interpreted it that way, too, and corrected it in certain things. So, like, it's not that big a deal. But, I mean, what really what the movie came down to was, like, kind of just, like, the actors in a way to me. Because, like I was saying, like, I don't think Christian Bale knew, like, what kind of voice he was going to use throughout the throughout the movie and stuff like that. So, like, I feel like it was always ever-changing. I never feel like there was, like, a, a Batman that I can, you know... I mean, but also, I, did he do that because it's an origin story and he was trying to find it along the way? So I think kind I of, would imagine that's what it was, right? Like, I, I, Christopher Nolan, because there's no way that dude would have been like, all right, I'm okay with there being six different voices throughout the movie. Yeah, so it's, it, that's what I also think, like, because I don't know, too, because it was his first Batman movie, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I don't know. And then... Uh, what's what's her name that played Rachel Dawes? Fucking Tom Cruise's Katie wife. Holmes. Yeah, Katie Holmes. I didn't like her as Rachel at no, all. I felt uh-huh. like almost no purpose. <laughs> Very bland, two-dimensional character. Added nothing at all to the overall movie. Just was right. kind of there as a love interest. Yeah, and then like in like in the sequel, obviously her role plays a different dynamic and a different actress all along. But 
really that's what like did it in but like i do love the story of this movie like every, it is an awesome origin story to batman so i give i do give it like an eight out of ten you know it is a good it is a good movie i don't shit yeah. on it <laughs> <laughs> i just like the other one i just like the other. <laughs> <laughs> johnny what about you man all right so um just to admit this now uh this was my first time actually seeing the very first movie what Yes. Oh, uh, I forgot to say that in mine too. The... <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, John. I was going to say there are some people that actually did not see Batman Begins, and they started with The Dark Knight, and they did not know a Batman Begins existed. Yep. <laughs> that Same that that's, that's, wow. that's, that's how it was. So yeah, it's my very first viewing, um, and I had to figure out because I had the trilogy on Blu-ray, but my dumbass decided to sell it. Me not knowing uh... that I'm going to watch it, so like. Okay, I have to freaking find it on Voodoo and buy it again. We'll rent it for a couple days. But anyway, anyway. So for the first viewing of me watching this movie, it was it was a good experience. Like it just felt like the the, the good feel of watching another Batman movie. Like um like the old school Batman movies, like I, I love not all of them, but I love them. There's there's a uh probably two of them that are kinda poo poo. So it's like hold just on, hold on. tucked. There. Who's um, the better who, Johnny? Who's the better Batman, Keaton or, or Val Kilmer? God dang it! Why did you get to put let, a, let him answer, Kyle. Kyle, shush it. Let him answer. Mm. Mm. <laughs> There's only one right answer. <laughs> mm. No yeah. pressure. I know. It's like I'm, I'm trying to like because also I'm trying to match up the faces with the names because I'm not really good with names. Keaton was. Uh, the best. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll agree to that because like Fel Kilmer was kind of like a little iffy on on my part, but yeah, Keaton. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Carry on, my wayward son. All right. So while watching this movie, just like had this nostalgia feeling of watching these movies uh, back in the day, and it was just it was a good experience. I think like the only gripe that I had with this whole thing, and I'm not sure if a lot of people noticed this, the whole movie was kind of like just a, a tint, just like how the background is, just like a complete tint of like brownish orange everywhere, yeah. and yeah. it was just kind of like, it was a little bit off-putting, but it wasn't that bad as, as somebody that might be like really technical about it, but it's just something I noticed. But overall, like it was a good movie. Um, it was just like a real origin, a real good origin story. It was nice to have the League of Shadows be introduced, um, and I'm not even gonna say his name. It was just good to have his character introduced in this movie. <laughs> I'm not don't saying let Kyle, Don't <laughs> let Kyle bully you. You say oh, right, please. Fucking anger, dude. It's like I've been. I got grown up. Yeah. I I grown up to have the name. Ross, cool. It's Ross. Thank you so much. Because like I grown up. The burger is done. Ross, I'll extra pickles. Oh god, this sounds so bad. That guy ordered the same burger. What's going on here? Alfred. Uh. All right. So. I, 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 I thought he was vegan. I thought he was vegan. I can't. 
So oh, I grow. Patrick. <laughs> is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. <laughs> I'm not oh. the Krusty Krab. Alfred, this guy's yelling at me about the Krusty Krab. Alfred. <laughs> Oh my god. He would have taken this burger. Yes, Master Wayne. Oh no. No cheese. Did you know he likes pickle? No cheese. I'm done with this bit. <laughs> so it would end like two minutes ago. Oh god. <laughs> Alright. So I've grown up to have the name Roz. Roz. But I understand and I I hear the gripe. I do. <laughs> But I've grown to have Roz. So anyway, his character being introduced, having a different type of scarecrow being introduced, I like the scary element of this movie too. Just like the when the toxin gets in the picture and you start seeing like the, the basically the freak out moments, like seeing scarecrow's mask like all maggot up and like just like discolored and shit, like people getting scared shitless. And also to your um, your point, Matt, when you start seeing batman's uh face like all blacked out and like all this liquid black coming out of his mouth like that shit is fucking dope it's yeah. so fucking cool and the thing is like that's why i enjoy scarecrow's character period because that fear toxin is just just that in general is like one uh like best aspects of like a batman villain because like you just you you I honestly don't see it coming, and like when it hits, it hits hard. And, yeah. and like um, and also seeing like the whole Arkham Asylum. That's one other thing too. Like the design of like Arkham Asylum, it was just kind of weird to have it like mainly like outside instead of being enclosed like he usually is. Yeah, see that's kind of piggybacking off of what you were talking about too like i know i'm saying i'm sitting there saying that the universe feels so big mm -hmm. so it's funny so the universe feels so big but gotham city feels so small you hit the nail right on the head with that that's kind of what my complaint was a lot about this movie too now that i'm a little older watching it it really does kind of feel like those old you know the old 80s movies and everything like that where you could tell it was, a lot of it was filmed on set but then there's those moments like the chase scenes where you could tell they were filmed on location and it's not until you get to the dark night where it really does open up and you see you know especially like like not trying to get the future spoilers but when they're you know towards the end of the dark night where they're battling on the skyscraper and he's hanging the joker off like that may obviously they're on a giant skyscraper like you have one moment like that in this movie and it's when he's why was his okay it's like when he finally oh, he finally <laughs> becomes batman and he's sitting on that perch looking like a freaking cool dude and his cape is so long Did anybody do know do you think i'll trip on this yeah like dude no, seriously i paused it when we were watching it i'm like why is the cape so long <laughs> you get just because like, like editing design i don't understand and you gotta understand like just batman in general has a long cape period i think like but you don't really see that until these movies. And also, it's actually a big part into the games, too. Because, like, um, in the huh. Arkham games, like, his cape is huge. Yeah. And I think, like, I think it's, like, a new, like, reimagining of his, basically his suit and his character. And, like, basically, like, those newer designs, like, a big, big giant freaking cape because he's flying all around. Yeah. 
Um, kind of awesome what we were saying too about Katie Holmes. Like, what was her? What like she's Rachel Dawes, you know, DA's assistant. She's trying to take down Falcone. Great, cool, whatever. But like, her acting chops just weren't like the best compared. And is that why she got replaced? Like, does anybody know? Like, Johnny, did you ever? Did you find that out in any of the facts? Like, why did they replace her? Did she not want to come back? Did she Christopher Nolan not like her? Like, what happened? I don't know. I didn't really, because uh, when I was reading through it, it didn't really say anything about her character. But I would assume, like, it was either her job wasn't good or the fact that basically is either she wanted more money or she got less money and she didn't want to come back. And it was, it was, something happened. But I, to was my knowledge, I don't know. Was that around the time when she got pregnant with Suri, with Tom Cruise? Maybe that's why? That's a possibility, uh, but we don't know what time. Well, I don't know what time that was. It might have been after. I mean, I mean, also her character in that movie. Like, I don't think I'm missing anything, but I don't think she was that important to the story. Like, no, well, the only thing that was important was to help remind Bruce that he used to be such a cool, nice, caring young boy, and he's changed. He's not the same Bruce that he once was. Wah. Yeah. Like, like her, her character is so much more, you know, dynamic, and she plays an actual pinnacle role in the next one yes. we'll get when we talk about it. Render Farmer from, uh, the, yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> Matt, Matt, go ahead, go ahead. As I, a... I just uh, looked it up, and it seemed that uh, Katie Holmes said she enjoyed working on the first one, but she had made a decision at the time that it just didn't feel... Um, that it was right for her in the moment. Um, Good choice. I guess Christopher Nolan wasn't thrilled about losing her, but he also said, he said, these things happen, and I was very fortunate to find uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and that she could take over in the way that she did. Okay. Um, yeah. There's there's another whole article about it, but I can't read it because I have ad blocker, so yeah. fuck it. But, uh, I mean, I guess she just decided this wasn't for her, and she had other things she wanted to try to pursue. Scientology. <laughs> and the next movie came around, and you're like, Rachel! That's not Rachel! <laughs> Did you put my bat contacts in my Look eyes? You, Rachel, I know! Um, <laughs> uh, another part that I, I, I think is absolutely hysterical is when he's in the mansion after Raish al Ghul lights it on fire and that like support beam falls on him he's just laying there and he's just like dead all those push-ups yeah i know <laughs> alfred just goes up to him and says that line and he just pushes it off like it's nothing it's like why didn't you do that earlier i don't understand he just gave him a weird ass look it's like alfred. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little bitch master bruce <laughs> I probably would have laughed more if you said that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Katie Holmes wasn't wearing a bra at the end of the movie. Like, did you see those nipples? Yeah! So you, like, <laughs> see her on the fucking table, it's like, boing! It's like, what Dude, the fuck? Wait to talk about the, those nipples. I know. So talk funny. about the nipples. Like, oh, God, I was the one that had to bring up the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got to. It's just there. You got to. I'm trying to think. There was another part that like it made me like stop and rewind, and I can't remember what part it was. And I was like, "Wait, did that just happen?" <laughs> um, Were you watching it on VHS? No, I had I have the Blu-rays. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Yeah, I have it on LaserDisc. Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie on there. <laughs> That's like what I was trying to um, <laughs> when I was looking stuff up for this. It was um, I had to make sure with my friend because he's um a really big uh, Dark Knight fan, and he actually made a short film going to like the scenes um in Chicago for the second movie, which I won't talk about, but like. He went to the scenes of where Joker was standing and Batman was standing, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Did Batman begins in Chicago?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Okay, never mind. Let me let me keep that uh, keep that information." He actually sent me an article too for that, but I didn't want to like waste time and look through it. But, you know, it's also kind of cool that Chicago is like the unofficial Gotham City because yeah. like majority of it was filmed in Chicago. Like I know it was like be- split between Chicago, New York. And then probably like a couple other places, but I think they, they, they changed they changed rises. I think to Philadelphia. I think so. I think really? the first, yeah, the first two are in Chicago, and the third one's in Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I could take you guys to all the Batman filming locations. It'd be really cool. It's mm-hmm. fun. I've done. I've definitely looked it all up and done like a nice little like tour and hit all the points. Mm-hmm. Let's make a whole video on it. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was a great time, um, and it was good to actually watch this. And I actually had my speakers on, and it felt like I was in the theater again. It was so cool. Well, it's a good thing you weren't in the theater for The Dark Knight. Uh, I was in the theater for both of the movies, um, not when that particular <laughs> oh, moment happened, right. but yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but everything else that's going on, that's probably the least of people's concern is what happened when the Dark Knight came out. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. 2020 has um, been like 18 million times worse than that so far. <laughs> no kidding. But that's, oh. that's it for me. Yeah. All right. So, um, so, so since this is the first of the trilogy, we're originally we're going to rank each of these out of a out of three. Uh, so, at this moment, Batman Begins is number one. I already got it written down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep track of the list, the almighty list. So, Batman Begins is number one. I'm really excited to see what everyone's going to think with two and three. I mean, I can already guess Kyle's list, but I'm not going to say it right now because I don't want to take the fun out of each week. But, no, I- I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a really fun adventure. I mean, but we have the – what are you laughing at? He didn't just guess it, by any means. Shit, the other uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> I know it. My my ranking system for the movies. <laughs> I know it. I'm just not gonna say it. Was I right? I don't know. I wasn't uh, watching. No. <laughs> but um, we do have the next nine weeks. Well, now it's eight weeks of uh content rolled out or ready to be rolled out. So, um. Yeah, it's gonna be the Nolan Nolan verse first. The the three these three films, and then right after that, I can't wait for this. It's gonna be Evil Dead one two remake and or not remake one two Army of Darkness and remake. We're gonna do remake. I decided to add last minute because I don't know why we wouldn't put that movie in there. It's an Evil Dead movie, and I then darkness. <laughs> and then we're gonna do the live action TMNT movies. Yes, it's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait. It's gonna be a blast. Oh man, I'm excited for this. It's the original three, right? The original. Three. Yeah, no, we're not doing. Well, you guys, 
I was going to ask if you guys wanted to add the two that had Johnny Knoxville in it. I don't want to. What about, hey, it's got Arrow in it. Yeah. He doesn't make up for that shit heap of a movie. No. Like, the fuck is, like, no. Does he? No. There was no even point in that movie whatsoever. No. I haven't even seen the second one. I watched the first one. It was like I fell asleep like 15 minutes in. I was like, "This, this is fucking stupid already." It's fucking bed. Don't <laughs> waste your time. It's boo boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys want to end it? Yeah. Anyone else got anything else to say? I think we've all agreed that it's number one right now. I mean, obviously, it's all it can be. <laughs> sure, it's it's number one out of the trilogy, but one out of ten. What does this movie hit as a, as a standalone film? Yeah. One out of ten. What does it hit? Go ahead. I say an eight. Kyle says <laughs> eight. All right, Johnny. What do you gotta say? I'm gonna say seven. Yeah. Okay, Andrew. So. This movie does so much well with starting off the universe and helping create this new world that we desperately needed. From the dark, we have risen and... Just say I a have... number. <laughs> 11. <laughs> probably a, probably a sa- seven. No. Yeah, I'm going to go with seven. I'm going to be a little more lenient positive and optimistic i would i would agree i would go with seven it's like it it's good but it's not like it's not the best movie of all time it's just a really good comic book movie <laughs> right that is so weird i ranked it the highest but it's my least favorite yeah you need to think about this a little more kyle yeah i oh, i'm thinking about it i think about it the whole time went around I went that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this was Big screen, little screen. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, you can go to our Twitter at Big Boy Little Boy Gaming um, and just holler us. You know, have any suggestions or anything else like that? Maybe uh, shoot us a, like a text or message. Be like, hey, um, and talk about this movie or that movie or anything else like that, or or gaming things or anything else like that. Shoot the shit. You're all good. Um, any guys want to add anything else? Yes, before we leave. So, there has been some changes in the Big big Boy Little Boy camp. So, obviously, we've said this a couple times. Kyle is no longer in our area. He is in Ohio. Woo! He is going to be streaming a hell of a lot more. You probably have already noticed he's been streaming more. You're playing Ghost of Tsushima currently, correct? Yep. I'll be playing that all this week. Yep. He's going to be streaming Ghost of Tsushima. Our Drunk History Resident Evil video is live. It is up. It is amazing. It is so funny. Oh, my God. I can't believe how good that is. Kyle, yeah, Matt, you, you guys, guys like it? You guys like it? Oh, my God. I love it's, it dude. so much. I saw it at fucking night, and I'm like, I'm dying. I'm yeah. literally dying. <laughs> so funny. You guys did such a good job on all the editing, all the, the little, you know, uh, uh, fucking everything you did. I I can't remember what I'm talking about. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent of this goes to Kyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I Dude, agree. I, I absolutely, <laughs> I die every time when I'm like quiz time, and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, you, I go, you win a drink, and you're like, that's my prize. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. Okay. 
can't wait to do more. Get like different angles and shit. Like I keep I keep wanting to test myself on what I can fucking do with this. Yeah, so, it's gonna be a good time. So, to see what we do. That's up right now on our YouTube. Unfortunately, we don't have a hundred subscribers, so you guys should try to help get us to a hundred subscribers by telling your friends to go to our YouTube. When you're in YouTube at the little search bar, you search big boy one word, little boy one word. Unfortunately, that's the only way we could get it to find us. You do that, you click that like button, you click that little bell to get those notifications. You come, you say hi, you leave comments about how cute Kyle looks in that video. And just yeah. maybe he'll send you a little video message telling you how cute you are. Yeah. I, I just made that up. I just made <laughs> up on the spot. Um, but um, no. So this is a new thing we're doing. Like Johnny said, this is Big Screen, Little Screen. We've got the next... Uh, nine to ten weeks planned out because I just added another movie in there. It was only supposed to be nine weeks, but we added The Evil Dead 2013. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. And um, Fridays are still the video game podcast. And uh, that's really about all I got. And if they miss it here, I'm going to make a VOD of it too to put up on the YouTube. So yeah. I'll oh, be there. There's only one thing too. Um, Andrew, are you possibly making an audio version of this podcast? I want to. We're gonna we're gonna work out the logistics of that after we get off this. We'll talk more about it. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. So, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, end this bitch. Yeah. Oh.